Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what? I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been for spittle to them I got I riddled again I told them stop clowning around They said what goes up comes down I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now come get this I'm just so dead with delight I stay ready tonight Deep dive, we rise That's the medley, alright David Delight David Delight Da-da-da, da-da-da Da-da, David Delight Hey Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to tackle the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl starts off next week, and it's going to look a little bit different for us. Um, last year, we were present and live at the Senior Bowl. I believe we could have been present and live at the Senior Bowl this year, but um, due to safety precautions um, for Stoops and I, we are going to uh, participate virtually uh, to keep those around us safe as well. Um, as always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you today, sir? I am doing great. Um, if I recall, this time last year, I was... Uh, maybe I was already there. I can't remember if I got there on a Friday last year or if I was there Saturday, but I think we were, we met for the first time, like in person, right? Oh, yeah. We, but, we've already been at the Senior Bowl uh, like two or three days right now. Really? Yeah, because um, I've oh, been talking are... about it. Oh, you have. That's right. Time flies. I tell you what. Time flies. <laughs> but yes, we did. I mean, but it was a re- year, around a year ago this time that we had met for the first time. Yeah. You had flown to uh, Nashville and we rode down together. It was a great trip. Like it was a fun trip. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The yeah. We had to switch over vehicles. <laughs> we had some, you know, we made it though. We made it. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm excited. You know, it's, it's going to look a little different for us, obviously. But the fact that, that they're offering it virtually is, is awesome. I think it just gives a lot more people that opportunity. Um, one who maybe just, you know, financially couldn't yeah. afford to to make that trip. Um, two, obviously, just for safety reasons, didn't want to go down. But they can still attend in some fashion. So the yeah. fact they're doing that is pretty awesome. Um, it's a blast. Um, come next year, hopefully things are, you know, in some state of, of normal. Um and we can make the actual trip again. It's, it's, it's fun down there. Um, the experience, the people you meet, you know, they always say that, you know, and it's, it's true. You meet a lot of people. Uh, we still interact with a lot of them on Twitter. So it's fun. Um, it's definitely exciting to, to see, you know, once the accepted invites are there and they start, you know, moving people around at the different teams, who's kind of with who, um, 
It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And over this last week, we've had a lot of big time names being added. Yep. Like Najee Harris is going to be down there. Yep. Devontae Smith's going down. Mac Jones announced that he's coming down. Sage Surratt just got added to the team. Like we're they're adding some big time names over this last couple of weeks on top of some really big time names. And you know that's what Stoops and I are going to go over today. Some we're going to go over the position groups. Some of the guys that we think that we're looking forward to maybe have some. Uh, opportunity to improve their stock like the senior bowl this is where it starts i, I know uh, naggy says this a lot um you know the, the the draft starts at the senior bowl and he's right there's a lot of guys that improve their stocks from there to there i think justin herbert was one of those guys you know what i mean like we talked consistently about well why is herbert here he got there it showed why he belonged in the conversation with tua and and Joe Burrow and then of course went out there and is probably going to win rookie of the year this year but he proved that he improved in front of our eyes too yep. like we had question marks about his leadership we we talked about that one play that was it's embedded in my head forever about how he threw that touchdown pass and then ran down the field and gave his uh teammate a high five there and that's one of those things that you know kind of sticks with you because you always hear about he's not a vocal leader he's not a leader and then of course he was he showcased that entire week that he was just that so like I said we're going to highlight a couple guys in each position group that we like um, and also think that we have to that that believe they can improve their stock this week Um, we'll kick it off with the quarterback position or we'll kick it off with the national team we'll go by team Um, the quarterback position in the national team um, interesting um I love the way Nagy splits these. It's very interesting. It's very loaded on one side. We'll just do the quarterback position as a collective whole. It makes more sense. But the national team, we have Sam Ellinger, Ian Book, Felipe Franks. Um, Three guys, um, in my opinion, that are on the cusp of not being drafted. Now, before I go any further, um, I talked to you about this off the air. Okay, so I wrote an article about the quarterback carousel of the NFL offseason. There's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks or are going to need replace quarterbacks this offseason. So obviously on the American team side, we have your boy Kellen Mond. We have your other boy Kel- Kyle Trask. And then, of course, we have Jamie Newman. Mac Jones has not been placed as of this podcast this morning on a team, but obviously he needs to be spoken about because, you know, he improved his stock this year as well. But once you look at the top tier – you have Lawrence, you have Fields, you have Wilson, you have Lance, um, you have Trask, you have Jones, right? Once you have all of these guys, that next tier, and we talked about this, I said that, that those are day one, day two guys, right? And I believe Newman, Newman's my guy to watch this week, and I'll kind of spoil it already, but I do believe Newman's going to improve his his stock this, uh, this, this coming week because it's, it's a guy that everybody's forgotten about because yeah. he opted out of the season, you know, I was excited about him going to Georgia because I feel like he has all the intangibles. He's 6'4". He's got the size. He's got the strength. He's got the speed. I feel like he's got it all. But that next tier, I mean, we're, we could not see a quarterback drafted again until maybe the fourth, fifth, sixth round because these guys are not – I would go like tier one, tier two, and then like tier 10, you know, in my opinion. I, I, I don't – you know, Stoops, what are your thoughts on kind of that next tier? I feel like you have the Mond, the Ellinger, the Book, the Franks in that next tier fighting for a potential roster spot here. No, that's exactly what it is. Um, for me, it's it's. I'm interested to see what Franks does. Um, he was always one that that people were either really high on. I'm uh, not necessarily, obviously, top tier high, but 
a little bit higher on just because of his 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 dual threat ability. He can run the ball. He's got a he's got great size. He's a big big dude. Um, but outside of that, I, I just you know everyone knows my my thoughts on Mond. Obviously, um, I even talked about him a couple of days ago when I went on to another podcast, and it's the potential's there for him. Um, I just don't think he he's gonna be anything over over the top special. Um, it, for me, it's just, have you improved? Right. And he's just stayed the same all the way through. Can't you um, lump Ellinger in here with him though? Like, huh? can't, can't you just him and Ellinger? I feel like are like the same person almost like not the same talent wise, but right. You expected them to take the next step. You know what I mean? And I just feel like neither one of never really said, this is why I think that I should be a drafted. The only difference is for me, Ellinger at least showed those games where he can kind of take over. I can understand. Right? Yeah, I understand that. I never saw a game like that from Mond. Mond, all, all the most I ever saw from him was, hey, it's third and nine. We need this first down. And then he gets it. Yeah, it's, That's great. Don't get me wrong. But I've never seen him say, you know what? We're down by 10. We got a whole quarter left. Like, I'm taking over now. Yeah. And with Sam, I've at least seen that drive. So I, when I think of Ellinger, I think of that LSU game, right? That, that we talked about. That was like one of the first times I saw Joe Burrow. And you okay? So Joe Burrow. Obviously, okay. So you you look at that now. Obviously, that game was early in the season. That was before really LSU got into their full like yeah full head of steam. you know form yeah. But you look at Mond against that same LSU team. Awful, right? Now again, that LSU team was phenomenal, but yeah. That was totally different players. So for yeah. me, it's it's a yes and no. Like you can kind of put them in the same category, but for me, I'm putting Sam still above him, mm-hmm. just for that. He has that that factor that's like, I can kick it into a different gear. If granted, he does it a lot anyway, but like it, it's mm-hmm. just that competitive nature. So for sure, I'm a little bit higher on him. I don't. He's still going to be a late, late, late guy. He's still in that tier yeah. you're talking about, right? Where it's that huge yeah. drop off. Yeah, he might be the top of that tier, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. But Felipe Franks is is the guy that I have, you know, kind of on here that I'm looking forward to watching, just seeing what he can do. And obviously, Arkansas this year, they've got some guys, right? But they're younger receivers. That uh, Rakeem Boyd, he was there for a little bit and then kind of stepped away. But it's just one of those where he didn't have a whole lot to to throw to right but now he's going to a, a side that is going to have some guys right he, they're going to have some guys he can throw to um we're going to see what the accuracy looks like does he have zip on the ball like we're going to see a lot of things that we may not have really been able to see um coming up here pretty soon so he's he's definitely the quarterback that i'm interested to see if, if he can you know kind of step up a little bit more and show I think it's funny on that national team, not to, not to, you know, as a, as a quarterback guy, I do love guys with size, you know what I mean? So you're looking at that uh, side of the team um, on the <laughs> national team. You have six, six, Philippi Franks, you have six, three, Sam Ellinger, and then you have four foot two, Ian, I mean, sorry, six foot tall, Ian Book. So it's going to be interesting to see them. It's going to be interesting to see Franks and, 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 Ell- and uh, Book standing next to each other, right? You know what I mean? Yep. It's going to be kind of, you know, it's going to, it's going to be how weird the offense runs. I mean, it, it does play a factor in um, how offenses are run sometimes because of the size of the quarterback. So it's going to be interesting for me how that kind of, 
you know, plays out in front of us. But um, yeah, Newman's my guy. Fra- I, 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 I'm excited to see what Franks does too, though. Franks is one of those, I think he's a wild card because of his size. He's got, oh my God, like he's six, six, you know, that's my, yeah. that's my type of quarterback. You know what I mean? And, and everybody else, it's kind of funny. Ian book is the smallest guy here and uh, by, you know, quite a large mark, quite a large margin too, because even on the other side, you have um, Mon who's six, six, three Newman, six, three. And then of course you have Trask who's six, five. So, you know, you've got a, you've got a lot of size at the quarterback position yep. at the senior bowl. Um, quick, I'm going to put you on the spot. Rank them Ellinger book Franks. I would go based on what we've seen. I'd have to go Ellinger books, Franks. I, I'd have to kind of keep them in that order there. Um, I, I'm still not a huge books fan. I know that yeah. he's shown that ability to kind of, you know, make some plays here and there, but I'd put him at two just because Franks has looked By a little default, more questionable, right. Right. but yeah, it's kind of like, I've got Ellinger here and then it drops quite a bit. And then just by default Book and books yeah. and Franks American team. <clears throat> Trask Newman Mond. Yeah. And then we don't know where Jones is going to be in there. Obviously that's going to, we don't know what well, side Jones I, we assume for, he's going to be on what the uh, national, national side, right? Right. With all the rest of the Alabama. Yeah. Guys. If uh, that's the me, case, he's one. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, I think Matt Jones is the best quarterback in Mobile this week, but um... I mean, Trask is there, but it's fine. <laughs> We've got a podcast coming. <laughs> Matt, I don't know. I, I do want to dive into that. more. You're probably right. Honestly, though, when you Jones when you really break Trask. it down and look at it, yeah. you're probably not wrong. But I think Trash needs a big week, though, man. I really do. Even though he had as big as a year, I feel like the end of the year wasn't as strong as as it needed to be and in the bowl game, even though he didn't have anybody to throw to, Trask kind of struggled. You know I, what I mean? I would agree. Um I I I I'll I've got him a little bit down down the list here to to bring up again. But yeah, that Oklahoma game, he he looked rough, right? There one of the interceptions I truly believe wasn't a hundred percent on him. Yeah, he threw the ball and it kind of created some things. But the other two he literally just said, Hey Oklahoma, here you go. So I, I would agree. He looked rough in that game for sure. And that's what sucks is like, that's, that's what people are going to remember more yeah, because it was more recent. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to remember what he did the previous 10, 11 games <laughs> where he destroyed the entire SEC. And then of course with Mac Jones, look what he, you know what I mean? So I get it. I get it. Um, all right. So transitioning to the running back spot, I'll slip, the, flip through the national team real quick. Ramon J. Stevens, um, Demetrius Felton, our boy Michael Carter, Khalil Herbert, of course, Najee Harris. On the American team, Larry Roundtree the third, Kylan Hill, Chris Evans, Elijah Mitchell. Um, interesting for me, let's throw Najee Harris out of the equation. Yeah. Let's completely throw He's probably going to be the first or second back taken in the draft. This is a very interesting cast of characters here because – um, you know, every, there's a lot of people that are high on Javante Williams. There's a lot of people that are high, obviously, on Najee Harris and Chris uh, and um, Travis Etienne. So I feel like our one, two, three, maybe even four, Chuba's not here, which kind of surprised me. Um, a little bit. A senior. I think he, he could have been here. Yep. Um, which he probably should have been here. Uh, now that I think about it. Sorry, I'm going a little tangent. I just <laughs> forgot about Chuba. I was like, wait a minute. He's a senior. Um, but for me. Well, hold on real quick. We learned this. <laughs> There are certain guys that don't get invites because they don't get that same buzz. 
that NFL Excellent. buzz, right? Yeah. So I wonder if that's that's got to be it. Because again, he when we said this, his junior year, the numbers he had, if he would have came out, he was he was one of the guys. Yeah. yeah. Now he's so I wonder if that's a reason he. I remember that's that. One of maybe he got the like, invite and just yeah. didn't didn't come. Maybe I don't yeah. know. But you, you kind of wonder. Last year was really prominent in being there. Yeah. I mean, he ended up getting hurt or whatever it was. But like they said, Maggie said that the buzz around Ayuk mm-hmm. was that he was going to be one of the top receivers in this class. And then, of course, he was drafted relatively high yep. um, compared to what a lot of us had on Ayuk's grades. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's that's the obviously that's the biggest difference is, is what uh, what we think and where we think guys are going to go and what the NFL actually. Ayuk was not a first round guy for us. He had the talent to be. But I never thought one time that he was going to be drafted. But well, until we met with Nagy and Nagy told us or, you know, he told the group that Ayuk was one of the most, uh, you know, talked about guys leading into that wide receiver class that week. And um, but you're right. So, again, that's kind of maybe a testament to his draft status. Like, I feel like Tuba has gone from a potential day two pick to a potential fifth sixth round pick right now and it's sad Crazy. because he's going to be he's one of those guys that reminds you of like man he had a great college career and that's all you say about him right i i do think though if this is the case right if if it, i do think his draft stock was hurt based yes. on his his performance this year but i also think he could be a st- he could be the steal of the draft for sure right because you got to think about it. Like, yeah, okay, you take your ETN, your Harris, your Williams, your Carter, whoever, right? First round, second round kind of thing. Cool. Obviously, higher picks, more money, so on and so forth. If you can get Hubbard in the fourth round, yeah, like that's a that's a that's a steal in my opinion. Um, and then if he comes in, assuming we have you know the training camps as normal, preseason games, so on and so forth. However, that looks, we'll see. But if he has that opportunity, I think Hubbard could be the steal of the draft right because the talents that he he can do it we have yeah. seen it yeah it's he's just a, a matter cow. of he's exactly a i mean so you know, the, the big problem is is the pass blocking which you know well, yeah that's a huge problem to have but yeah i'm looking at this group who are you looking forward to um either group i mean you could just um so i'll just I'll, I'll i've got three guys on here from the running back position um both teams just kind of combined here i've got uh kylan hill um, Elijah Mitchell and uh, Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson. Those are the three guys that I'm I'm looking looking at a little bit more. Kylan Hill, he was a guy I was really looking forward to see what he would do in that offense. Um, and it, it's funny actually. So what I was most interested to see was what can he do in the pass catching game. He only played where do I have him here? He only played in three games this year. 15 rush attempts, 58 yards, but he had 23 receptions for 237 yards and a touchdown. So he basically showed like, Hey, like I can catch the ball. I can make it happen. You've already seen, I can run the ball a year prior. He had, I don't remember how many yards exactly. I don't have it here, but it was definitely over 12, 1300, I believe. Um, so he can run the ball. We've seen that. And now he basically comes and says, Hey, I, I can catch the ball. Cause there's a lot of guys in a full season, who don't get the 23 reception and 237 yards. He did it in three games. I don't think Chuba did all of last year. That's what I'm saying. So career. So You know, and that's not me saying I think Kylan Hill is going to be, you know, the top guy, but I think he's someone that can really, really improve oh, that's his, PPR his stock. Relevant, you know what I mean? Like, And it's one of those where when I was looking at his numbers, albeit for, through three games, it kind of reminded me of um, Vaughn. Where yeah. he basically said, "Hey, I want to go back. I want to show that I can catch the ball. I want to show I have that ability." 
whether he did did it for that reason or not, who knows? But I, I think he's a guy that kind of did the same thing, whether it was intentional or not. Um, so I, I think that helped his stock, even though he only played in the three games, but that team was awful. And there was, obviously, we found out, you know, not to go over on this, but there was other things within the program, you know, Leach saying, you know, there was just stuff going on. He kind of, that was probably a part of the reason why he 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 opted out, you know, when he did as well. But the team itself was just not, not good. Not what we expected, especially with the start they had, or well, the one game start that they had. It was just like, all right, you know, this, this team. And then we also found out, because it was what, the LSU game, it was, they're not who we thought they were. And it was a whole yeah. thing. Okay, but, but no, Kylan Hill, I like him a lot. Um, Stevenson, obviously, he's a physical back. He's able to to show, and he um he kind of started to gain that role right at, at Oklahoma. He started to show like, hey, I am someone to watch. So, and then Elijah Mitchell is a guy that we've just talked up before. Um, just kind of interested to see what he can do with an improved um you know offensive line blocking for him, and you know up front, improved other guys around the field. So, um, those are guys I'm kind of looking at for the running back position, though. Yeah, for me, I am uh, obviously excited about Michael Carter, but I'd be I'd be you know cheating to say Michael Carter just based and that's on why I left him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Khalil Herbert does. Yeah, um, he's one guy that transferred. He did it. You know, he was transferred again after the uh, injured year for Kansas. Went over to Virginia Tech. Had a huge year for Virginia Tech this year. Huge year, monster year. Eleven games. He had 155 carries, 1183 yards. Averaged 7.6 yards a carry, which is super impressive whenever you're looking at 155 touches. He did catch 10 balls, 179, and a touchdown. So very impressed with his stats in his senior year. Um, not the biggest guy, but 5'9". Man, he's still 205 for being 5'9". That's pretty thick. He's a thick back. He's a bruiser. He's one of those guys I'm interested. I'm interested, to be honest with you, and it sounds cliche, but I'm really interested in this whole crew. Um, you know what I mean? There's a battle going on for these middle rounds. And if you look at last year's, um, you know, production, the Zach Mosses, the, the, um, God, this guy in Green Bay, um, Dylan, Dylan, AJ Dylan, the, the, those type of guys, you know, even if you look at, um, Salvin Ahmed, you know what I mean? He came on late undrafted, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then of course you have James Robinson, you yeah. have these guys that have produced late in the draft. You need to find the, one of these guys. You do like, if you can, you know what I mean? The people that did get James Robinson, maybe they didn't get him to week one, but there's some people that were on James Robinson and liked him in these Debbie leagues and had him and just hit the jackpot. Are you going to hit the jackpot every single time? No, but there's going to be one or two of these guys that's going to be drafted in rounds four through seven that are going to produce next year. You know what I mean? And if you can get ahead of the game and try to find you one of those guys, then more power to you. But I think there's a lot of, a lot of positioning that could, that happened this week. Um, and I was getting a little bit of a head, but I don't think there's a guy in this in this group outside of Najee Harris that can improve that cannot not improve their draft stock for this week. Every single guy is playing for like at the quarterback position. You're just jockeying for position, especially on like the American side with Trask and Newman and even Mont. You know, you're jockeying for position within the ranks. This you're jockeying for a job. You know what I mean? Like a, a job as a running back. A running backs is it's so hard to break in as a running back as is. Yep. But one of these guys, I would I would be shocked if it didn't happen. But I say a year from now, we're going to be talking about, let's just make up Kylan Hill 
was at the senior bowl last year. Nobody, people were talking about, but he's not on anybody's radar as a first round, second round guy, but somebody snagged him in the fourth round because he landed in Arizona, Arizona with the Cardinals and became the starting running back halfway through the season. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those circumstances where we see one of these late round running backs. Teams are starting to take more and more risk at these late round running backs because they're producing at just as high as level as these guys in the first round. Second round. So I think every one of these guys have an opportunity to improve their stock. If I'm picking a guy that I, that I want to plant my seed in, I think it's going to be Michael Carter. I think we both are out of this bunch, not named Najee Harris, but you know, him or Hill, I really think that are going to really showcase this week, how good they really are. And that to me is, is kind of exciting. Well, and I, I wonder too, like, so we'll, we'll get to the receivers in a second, but like with a Harris, with, um, like a Jones, especially a Smith, like Devontae Smith. Obviously, they're going to run through practices. They're going to do all that stuff. But it's kind of like, are these invites and they accept these invites because the combine isn't, you know, going to be what it's been? Um, so is it more of a, I'm coming so I can interview with this team and this team, this coaching sure. staff? And, you know, mm-hmm. not so much. I think to, it's a good look for Harris. You know what I mean? I, oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Obviously, um, they'll, they'll go through. Well, I say obviously, but we we assume they're going to go through the practices and the reps and all that stuff. But it, it's kind of one of those like, what else do they really need to show? So are they going just for interview purposes? Like, yeah. I don't know if that's the case. I have no clue because this we year went is... for interview purposes as well, but we just ended up in the wrong lobby. Is what? Yeah, that was, that was you know that was funny. I don't know if we told anybody, but like yeah. we just walk into the building, right? It was our first year there. We didn't know yeah. where we were supposed to go. <laughs> we walk in, and the security guy just points us. So we say, yeah. "All right." And we're walking in with the the Bengals coaching staff, <laughs> and like they're interviewing so and so. We're like. I don't think we're in the right spot. Yeah, so we just not. casually turn around and walk back out. But that was awesome. So uh, yeah. we could have been drafted, guys. We could yeah. have been. Um, probably not. But anyway, um, I don't even remember where I was, but that was funny. Yeah, so was funny. interview purpose, you know, whether they, they, they go for that reason, I'm not sure. Because, again, this year is just so different. But um, I agree. Carter, uh, he's, he's kind of the guy. Him and, him and, him and Hill mm-hmm. are the two that I'm really – really excited about um i had kylan hill in a lot of my debbie debbie leagues that i had so we're hoping we're hoping fingers crossed he gets a good landing spot all right wide receiver position obviously a little bit more in depth with the roster uh, as a collective whole you know you got obviously got more positions here uh our players in each position american team racy mc uh, racy mcmath for lsu marquez stevenson from houston austin watkins jr for uab josh palmer from ut um, Shai Smith from South Carolina, Kadarius Tony from Florida, Trevon Grimes from Florida, that's my boy, Amari Rogers from Clemson, Cornell Powell from Clemson, Sage Surratt, Wake Forest on the uh, national, sorry, moving over to the national team, uh, Sage Surratt, Devontae Smith from the little school called Alabama, Frank Darby, our, uh, Arizona State, Nico Collins, uh, Michigan, Tylen Wallace, Oklahoma State, Kate Johnson from South Dakota State, Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan, Desmond Fitzpatrick from Louisville and Ben Skoronic. I was waiting for that. Skoronic. <laughs> I saved him for last because I was going to just Skoronic. We'll just go that. that. I've been doing pretty good with my names this episode. I'm pretty proud of myself. Even well, though I mean, seeing as how you have a Smith, a Collins, <laughs> a Wallace, <laughs> I, mean, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Yes. I mean, I mean, thank you. I really was proud of myself up until right now. So I really appreciate that. Um, 
Um, looking at this American team, obviously the one name that stands out the most for me is Trevon Grimes. No, I'm just kidding. I, I do love Grimes. I, I, he's never going to be the fantasy relevant guy that we think he's going to be, but six, five two eighteen in that red zone. He's looked fantastic. I mean, he had nine touchdowns this year in the 11 games, which is pretty good, even though, you know, he, you know, Trask was passing out touchdowns like they were Skittles. But, he uh, could be though. Like, let's be honest last year, like with Chase Claypool, did you oh. think he was really going to be one of the top, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, for sure. And I'm not no. saying he's going to have that same path, but like, I don't think we thought that about Claypool. And then here we are. It wouldn't surprise me because I've always been big on his size and his ability. Mm -hmm. And I do think that he has great hands because the way he catches the ball is fantastic. He's very good in traffic, right? You know what I mean? And that's what Claypool's really good at. Claypool's right. made a lot of very good, like, holy cow, that's a catch. How did he do it? But it's because he has those strong hands too. And obviously he had a couple drops too, but you know, it, it's, it wouldn't surprise me. Like he's, he's a guy that I really like. I've liked, and I talked about him. God, like I talked about late or beginning of last year. And then, you know, through this year, Grimes has been a guy that I've been very happy to see improve. Um, I do think he's got a lot of competition, you know, even with yeah, his, yeah. you know, size wise, he doesn't have a whole, whole lot of competition. I think he's one of the bigger receivers in this entire uh, senior bowl, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. Like I, I wouldn't, you know, I think Grimes has got all the talent in order to be um, a, a at least a red zone threat. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't know how consistency is in consistency is in fantasy, but if he finds a team that's willing to use him like a chase Claypool, if that they throw the ball a lot, you know what I mean? I wouldn't, I don't hate the idea. You know what I mean? I think that's obviously contingent on, on landing spot for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? But he's one guy that I really like. I like Kadarius Tony as well. I think that he's that guy. that's going to really impress people with his size and speed. I mean, he's, he's not the biggest guy, but six foot, I think he's around the same size Devontae Smith is, if I remember correctly. Or he might be even a little bit taller, but um, he's definitely got some weight on him. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. and I'm not, I, I say that jokingly. Obviously, Smith has, he's even said it himself. Like, you know, I've always been told I'm too small. I'm too small, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's shown he's not too small. Yeah, I say so, it as a joke, right? Yes. But he's, he's shown he's for real. So, yeah, 6'1, uh, you know, Smith 6'1, 175. To Tony's six foot 193. So, yeah. you know, they're kind of, you know, he's a little bit bulkier than he is. But Tony had a, you know, he had a couple big monster games last yeah. year, you know, 70, 984, and 10 touchdowns last year. Quite impressive. The other thing about Tony that um, I think people are going to look at the most are is the 19 carries, right? In his yep. career, in his four years as a player, um, you know, in his, I can look at me at math here, 27, 38 games, he had 66 carries for 580 yards. Okay. Which is a lot for a wide receiver. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a lot for a wide receiver. And the other plus about Tony is that he does, um, kick returns and punt returns. Okay. This past year, he returned 18 total between kick returns and punt returns and average almost 17 yards per return. So Tony's going to get the roster spot just based on on his kick and punt return ability. Okay. From there, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. All you need is a spot on the roster. Once you start making plays on the punt and kick return, it's, it's only a matter of time before they start integrating, uh, putting you into the, uh, integrating. Yeah. That <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> integrating you into the offense. So, on the American side, that that's two guys that I think that I'm. I mean, yes, it's two Florida guys. I really wish they would have put those guys on the other team. I mean, I've seen Trask throw to Tony and Grimes all season. You know, what yeah. I mean? 
I like the different matchups. You know what I mean? That's, that's one thing that we really love to watch. That's why, you know, I really want to see, you know, I would love to see, it's going to be interesting to see like a, you know, Philippe Franks throw to a Devante Smith or Sage Surratt, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, some guys you're looking at, my man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Um, Shy Smith, South yeah. Carolina. He's definitely someone I'm looking at. Uh, Marquez Stevenson out of Houston. Um, another guy that I, I want to definitely see some, but Amari Rogers. Um, I talked to him up a couple episodes ago. Um, I really like him. I just really like his, his playing style, like what he's able to do on the field. So, so being able to see kind of what he does and he goes out there and, um, what he's going to, what he's going to do. I think he can definitely improve his draft stock. And I think receivers are going to be the hardest one to improve your draft stock. I don't think it's obviously, it'd be tough to, to improve your stock by more than a round, definitely two rounds. I think you'd have to just go out and just absolutely dominate and obviously blow, blow the, the coaching staffs away in their interview process and stuff like that. But, um, Rogers is definitely someone that I'm, I'm interested to, to kind of see what he does this week, but yeah, Smith and Stevenson, I think they can definitely help each other out uh, or not help each other out, but help themselves out um, in this process and definitely continue to, to show what they're capable of doing on and off the field. Yeah, I agree. Um, just to touch on the tight end position um, real quick, you know, just so people don't claim that we hate the position. Um, we have Trey McKinney from Georgia, Noah Gray from Duke, Quinten Morris from Bowling Green, Kyle Granson from SMU, uh, Hunter Long from Boston College, uh, Kenny, your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope that's right because that's pretty cool. Get Wasn't it. expecting that, but I hope so. <laughs> from Ole Miss and Tony Pollygen from Virginia. Um, obviously, the name that kind of stands out to me the most is obviously Hunter Long. Yeah, I think you know he's a super talented guy. I'm I'm really kind of excited to see what he does down there. He's a guy that you know we've talked about before. Um, he's been on our rankings for a long time, um, and and I don't you know I think he's a good player. You know what I mean? I think he's a really good player. You know what I mean? And I think that he has the opportunity six five two thirty five. I mean, he had a good season. You know, eleven games, fifty seven catches, six eighty five, and five touchdowns. You know what I mean? So. You know, and then even the year before his sophomore year, he had 28 catches for 509 yards. He had averaged 18 yards a catch, which is absurd for a tight end. As a tight end, yeah. Yeah. So any guy that really stand out for you real quick before we kind of move on? Hunter Long. <laughs> I will say, though, um, I'm not going to necessarily sit down and watch the tight ends like super in depth, but I am interested to watch these other guys because yep. I'll be honest, all of the other, what is that, six guys? Mm-hmm. I, I probably have not watched one down of theirs yeah. and I'll be honest about it. And if I did, it's because I was watching somebody else, you know what I mean? Correct. And I think it's so, exciting because the, the tight end, we talked about it on the one show when we did our rankings, that top tier is the top tier. And after that, it's kind of wide open. Yep, exactly. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to watch a little bit more in depth for these tight ends. Cause the other positions, I feel like we are where we are. On these guys, right? Re- the receivers, uh, running backs, quarterbacks. Those are the three we touch base on the most, obviously. Um, so we don't need to watch those as in-depth. We obviously will be watching those. But now tight ends, I think, is, is an area where where I can kind of sit down and, and watch a little more in-depth and see what they're doing. But yeah, Hunter Long, is. we've just been talking about him all year. So he's the one that just stood, stood out for me, for sure. Agree. All right, so... Guys that you think that you can that, that can improve their stock this week. So I know we've talked we, a little bit about it. You know, you know, we'll just touch the quarterback position. Okay. You know, just you just name a you know, yeah, quarterback position. Let's do quarterback. So really, I've got three guys. I've got Kellen Mond, 
Jamie Newman, and Felipe Franks. Those are the three guys that I think can can improve their stock. Um, Jamie Newman, one, like you kind of said earlier in the show, um, he's been out of sight, out of mind. A lot of guys, um, nobody's forgot about him, but they're just not talking about him as much. And and even you said you were going back and watching some film, and you're like, man, maybe maybe I've got him a little bit too low in my rankings, right? So um, I think he's one that can really improve Mond. There's obviously some buzz to him, right? If he gets an invite here, it, it means NFL teams are at least talking about you. He has the dual threat ability, which is great. There's just a lot more, you know, that he needs to improve on. But I do think he is one that can come here and improve his draft stock from, let's call it a fifth, sixth round pick to maybe, maybe a third, fourth round pick. Maybe, right? Um, and then Felipe Franks, I think he obviously can improve as well. Same kind of thing. Uh, he might be going from a sixth, seventh round to a fourth, fifth round. So, We'll see. I think Jamie Newman's the one that would get picked first out of all of these guys. Um, I'd be shocked if, if Newman goes past the third round, right? I still think he'll be probably a second, third round guy. Um, if he comes in and does phenomenal things, maybe earlier. I don't know. It's what the so senior bowl is here for. But quarterback wise, those are the three that I think can really improve um, their, their draft stock. Um. So I did write an article about musical chairs of the quarterback offseason. And when I did, this was also in, at the same time that I was doing a profile piece on Jamie Newman uh, for Dynasty Nerd. So like it kind of all came in hand in hand for me. So as I was doing it, I was doing some research and I was watching a little bit more on, on uh, Newman. And just the more I watched, I was upset again. I'm very upset that we didn't get to see him in Georgia because honestly, if he would have played in Georgia, I really feel like he would have really improved his time. I do think right now, and I think what he does next year, like some of the stuff that kind of points out to me, he's a, he's a, he's a baller, right? You know, he f- puts his head down, fights for the extra yards in 2019. He completed 25 passes of at least 25 air yards, which was like fifth most in college football. Like he has a cannon on him. So I think he's got all the tangible. He's six, four, he's got the size dual threat. He can do the RPO. I feel like he's better than the RPO. Uh, you know, he's not, yeah, he's better than the RPO. He is. I just wish Wake Forest would have used him for his ability of what he came out of high school with, right? You know what I mean? He wasn't really the RPO guy. He got stuck into an RPO offense and became the RPO guy, which he succeeded in. Um, I do think that the RPO did hinder some of his tiny timing on the short intermediate passing game because he's he's focused. Your ladies are focused on the read, right? You know what I mean? It's run or you're throwing the quick pass. But Jamie Newman, I believe, with everything inside of me, he's probably going to be one of the most impressive quarterbacks we watch all week just for his abilities alone. I can't imagine this guy sat at home for the last six months and oh, did sure. nothing. Yeah. I can't imagine. He's 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 not that kind of player. Um, he, he's the kind of guy that worked hard, worked throughout this entire offseason. I'm excited to see what he does because I really feel like he can improve his stock and be in that bottom tier of the first round. I really do. I think he's that type of player. And I might sound crazy. I mean, a week from now, we could be talking about who um, who was terrible at the senior bowl, and it might be Jamie Newman. But <coughs> while I die on the podcast. But um, Newman, for me, is a type of guy that I just feel like is going to improve. I feel like Kyle Trask has a lot to prove this week. I feel like he's got to do what Trask has done all year, but he needs to improve – his his the biggest problem the biggest knock on trash right now is his legs and you know he's not your new style of quarterback that you're wanting anymore right everybody wants a quarterback that can run and it's not always going to be like that guys yeah but i do feel like trash has a lot to prove this week as well but 
transitioning over to the running back position. I, we touched on the, the running back a little bit and who we think could improve their stock. I think everybody here can improve their stock, but is yeah. there any one or two guys that you. Not really the, yeah. I'll be honest, the three guys I've got left are some receivers running backs. I, I think, I think for the most part, yeah, we are where we are with them. Can they improve within a certain round projection? So like if they're projected, sure. let's call it third and fourth round. Can they now be an early third as opposed to a late third? Sure. I think that can happen, but I, I don't think anyone here is going to necessarily be projected third round and they come in here and now they're a late first round. I, I don't sure. see that happening. Yeah. Um, the running back position. <laughs> exactly. So no, I don't, I don't have anyone else that I, I think, you know, has a lot to gain or can really improve, you know, massively. I agree. Uh, so I've just got a couple of receivers now. What you got? So I've got Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony. I think he's one that, that can really, really um, gain a lot from this week. Um, obviously, he's he's had a good quarterback throwing to him, but it's going to be nice to see him with others um, yeah. throwing to him because obviously if you can come in and, and, and show your abilities with a quarterback that you don't technically have a lot of that chemistry with, yep. that, that kind of speaks volumes for what you're able to do. But then I've got Tylen Wallace and then Sage Surratt. Those are other two. I think Sage Surratt's the one that, out of all those three, has the most yep. to gain, right? He opted out for the season. He showed what he can do previously. Um, even with the – that's what's crazy. Even with his injury previous year, he was still having better seasons in – I don't remember the exact total games, but six, seven games that he played, maybe a little more, but he was still having better seasons than, than guys who played a full year. So Sage Surratt's a guy that's ultra-talented – he just obviously opted out, and he was injured at the tail end of last season. So he's a guy that really, really can can gain a lot from coming here, playing with these top prospects, obviously, um, going up against you know top corners, safeties, so on and so forth. Um, he's really someone that, that I'm, I'm interested to watch, Sage Surratt. Yeah, I think between Surratt was kind of the guy that I was looking at too. Tylen Wallace is another guy I think that can improve his stock as well. He's a guy that you've – there's not a lot of people that I think have been higher on Tylen Wallace than – than you have, you know, I know you're a big Tyler Wallace guy. I think that he's got a lot to prove this week. Um, outside of that, uh, before we go quick, I just want to quick hitters. Um, who are you excited to see kind of the matchup pairings? You know what I mean? We kind of did this last year a little bit, like when we saw, uh, you know, we, we had like a uh, Herbert and them guys throwing to AGG and stuff like that. So who, who are you looking forward to the most? Yeah. So for the national team side of it, um, it's no basically <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> uh, Sam and Felipe throwing to Tylen Wallace and even Nico Collins. I think Nico Collins is another guy that we didn't talk much on him in our previous, you know, things we've been bringing up. But yeah, I think he's someone that's it's ultra talented. So to have you know better, as we say, better quarterbacks throwing to him. Obviously, sure. um, if I remember he opted out this season. Yeah, he opted out this season, so um, didn't play. But watching the Sam and Felipe throwing to Tylen Wallace, Nico Collins, I'm interested about that one. But then on the American side, honestly, every quarterback, I've got it listed, <laughs> Mon slash Trask slash Newman. So all of the quarterbacks, and then Stevenson, Smith, Tony, Grimes, Rogers, and Powell. Those are the connections I'm interested to see in any combination, right? Yeah. It's just uh, – the, the the receivers on that team to me are are, are pretty loaded. Um, I think the receivers this year, I think as a whole, both sides, like to me, I was kind of looking at it and, you know, I was like, ah, I was leaning one side more than the other. But when you really look at it in depth, they're both pretty talented receiving, you know, cords. It just comes down to one has much better quarterbacks. Um, yeah. 
but those connections I'm, I'm 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 pretty interested and excited to watch to kind of see how they how quick they can build that chemistry um with each other because we saw it last year sure. where it's it is tough right to to come in and essentially day one practice and now you have to look perfect right yeah. and the good thing is from what we heard like they also understand hey y'all haven't had any practice time together now if, i will say this if trask is not connecting with grimes or tony <laughs> that's not going to be good for him <laughs> no, right not at all. because you have that chemistry so yeah. that's going to be different but um no it'll be those are the guys that I, I'm, I'm i'm looking at connection wise and kind of want to see how that pans out yeah for me mine's mostly national team um, because I, I want to see Newman throw to Grimes. I want to see him throw to Rogers. I want to see him throw to, you know, Stevenson and Watkins. But for me, it's, it's Ellinger more than anybody. I feel like out of those three, I feel like Philippe Franks has the size, you know what I mean? If would I be surprised if next week I'm talking Franks up because, you know, I fall in love with the fact that he's like six foot nine and six, five guys. But He's like six five, and he's throwing to you know, you know, Devonte Smith, Sage Sarai, Tylen Wallace. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be excited about it, but not to knock the receivers that Ellinger has had to throw to. I'm not knocking them guys, but he's never really had like a Devonte Smith talent or Sage, even a Sage Sarat. Sarat's really good. You know, I'm, Colin Johnson was good, and you know, I'm and Devin Duvernay were good. I'm not taking that away from those guys, but I'm just saying that. Tyler Wallace is a really good receiver. Devontae Smith, Sage Rod. So I, I want to see what Ellinger does. It's going to be a big week for Ellinger. I, I feel like him and Mond have the most to gain, really, with all of their experience. They have yeah. a lot of experience. Like Felipe, Felipe, like he lost his job to the guy that's playing on the other side of the team. You know what I mean? And then he transferred and he had a good year, but not great year. Yeah. And then like Ian books, I mean, Ian books, another guy who's been at Notre Dame for at least 12 years. So for Seriously. me, it's, it's, it's the, God, I just realized that it's like the battle of like three guys that have been with, you know, been playing college football since both of us were in diapers, but, mm -hmm. um, but no, as a collective whole, there's a lot of matchups to like, and, and I'm excited about what Ellinger does with these top flight receivers. I, I'm excited to see Devonte Smith out there. Well, I, you gotta, that's what I was going to bring up. You got to think he's not going to practice though. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest. Maybe I just completely. I think missed he's gonna it. play but did anything, in the game. I think he said he's gonna play in the game. But did anything? What happened? Like, is it just a? Did he have a sprained finger? Did he have like? I don't know what happened. I'll be honest. Oh, I don't think yeah, I ever yeah, heard. Thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever. I don't think I ever heard what happened. Najee Harris said he's playing the game too. I don't. I don't, if I was these guys, I would. I would maybe show up, say hi, maybe practice a little bit. You know, a little bit. Yeah. You know, before the contact drills or whatever. But golly, like I, I don't know what other than meeting with all the teams down there is really got to gain even Mac Jones. Like you're coming off of the national title win. You yep. look fantastic. You go down here and you stink it up. You know what I mean? You still get drafted in the second round Jalen hurts, but um, you know what I mean? It, it, it is what it is, but that's it next week. Senior bowl um, Stoops and I will be watching. Um, hopefully we can snag a couple of the interviews throughout the week. Um, at nighttime, they said we could do some interviews. We'll get the interview, kill him on maybe, and you can talk about how much you love him. And uh, <laughs> why didn't you leave earlier? No. <laughs> Just kidding. No, uh, no, it's, it's going to be fun. okay. So, so I say that, right? I loved what he did for the team this year. Best season we've had in a while. I was happy about that, but I'm glad he's moved on. It's Haynes King time. 
Thanks guys so much for listening to another episode of the Debbie Delight. Next week, we'll be talking about the winners and losers of the Senior Bowl, which I'm really excited about. We have another fun show coming very, very near future that I can't wait for you guys to hear. We also have our battles coming up. Um, Stoops and I have a couple that we agree on, and there's going to be some battles that we don't agree on, especially the Trask versus Jones battle is going to be interesting to kind of dissect more. I think it's it's that time of the year where Stoops and I kind of dig into more tape and and watch some of these guys more in depth than we do throughout the season. Um, with so many people to watch throughout the season, it's hard to kind of just sit down and hone in on one guy. So the offseason spent really grinding and watching these guys on tape. So I'm excited to do that, especially with the guys like Michael Carter, um, you know, even like the the Trask, the Newmans, the Mons, the, you know, the Devontae Smith. I mean, I want to do a Devontae Smith versus Waddle battle, and I think that could be really fun as well. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. I'm going to be writing daily recaps for the Music City Drive-In um, for the Senior Bowl. Just a, just a quick highlights of what I see, some stuff that I kind of did last year as well um, for a different site. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to give Stoops a follow on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at RayKeeVillar underscore. Give the show a follow at the David Delight. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.